Yeah, Mr. Chairman, one of order. Maybe just sometimes. Partisan politics can take a backseat to doing what's right for our country. This is Armstrong and Getty. Point of parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman. We'll wait for your motion till I finish this. We are on our path. There is a lot of That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented. Kapuya! Gentleman is not recognized. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. This process has been about as clear as Joe Biden's last answer to race relations that involved turning on the record player. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C, is in your a <laughs> dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody! Today, Wednesday, trash day for me. We're under the tutelage of our general manager, Senator Corey Lewandowski. He's our general manager, and why is that? I don't know. He's uh, on the TV all day long getting grilled by uh, Gerald Wadler and the uh, Judiciary Committee. Judiciary? Judiciary. If you're into the cable news, Washington, D.C. soap opera, I watched a lot of it, but how, what percentage of Americans do you suppose watched a minute of it, let mm, alone live? hours? Uh, it's 3%. Yeah, it's probably Maybe. about right. Yeah. Might be a little high, but that's probably the wrong President Trump's original campaign guy grilled for hours and hours for the fourth time about alleged obstructions and ill doings. On the record, Gerinder Oser. So we've got some highlights from that throughout the day, to whatever extent any of that matters. You know, it mattered as entertainment. Oh, yeah. It was very entertaining. There's some On the other hand, I think most sober commentators... Uh, this morning are saying it was not a good look for anybody involved. It it's was an a shameful show. moment. It is a, a poop show. Yeah. 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 And that's where we are now. Yeah. Well, but just... it was the beginning of the official impeachment inquiry. Oh, please. So th- there's some new polls out. Uh, we'll hit you with some of those. And um, on all kinds of different areas and topics, not just uh, who's running going to run for president against uh, Trump. So we got those coming up. I was just listening to a news story. Trump taking on California over automobiles. So California wants you to drive. This is the way Trump's going to present it, and it's more or less true. California wants to drive you to drive smaller, more fuel-efficient vehicles, and Trump's trying to stop them from making you. I guarantee you that's a majority win for Trump. Not even close across the whole country on the... Quit trying to force me into little cars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just look at what people buy. People people buy the bigger cars. Yeah. Buy the gazillions. It's just mm-hmm. what people want. It's just, he's got a number of issues like that, that the media, the, um, the, they don't live in the real world. They only Uber and fly planes between D.C. and New York. They take a cab to LaGuardia. They don't live anywhere where illegal immigration matters to you. They're, they're so wrong on so many of these big issues. And they're going to be shocked, I think, uh, when people come to vote on these things. Uh-huh. They think, no, people obviously are, are fine with illegal immigration. They're f- they're fine with uh, not owning a gun. They're fine with being forced to drive smaller cars. You shouldn't drive a car anyway. They're going to be shocked when they find out the majority of America does not feel that way. Nobody I know even owns a gun or has ever used the term S- illegal immigrant. Signed all journalists. S- and certainly would never own an SUV. Right. 
just they just they're just so completely wrong about what most of America wants. I don't know. Well, I do know how they get that. We just explained it, but I don't. I don't understand why why uh, people who run news outlets don't want to populate their newsrooms with more people who live in the real world. Jack, birds of a feather uh, tend, according to ornithologists, to flock together. <laughs> ornithologists. Uh, so that's that's it. They just want to hang out with people like them. People who agree with everything they agree with. And then just how you end up in a bubble. Mm. What's the headline out of that new poll? Not to steal your news, but... Uh, we have two candidates surging, two surging, the rest dropping back. <clears throat> Good. <laughs> And these are actually, there's one new candidate that's surging. Oh, wait a minute. A new surger. Yes, new surging. (laughs) New surging going on. Definitely staying tuned. I'll stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody to squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. It's uh, September 18th, so it's 97 days before Christmas. Yeah, thank you for that update. Yeah. That's only 97 days till Christmas? I mean, that's simple math, but. It shocks me. Now, the reason I mentioned it is so is I was in the stores, and they have uh, Christmas trees and the whole everything, the reindeers that you can buy, and they're all set to go. <sighs> How many people get excited about that when they see Christmas stuff in there and it's still basically summertime? Uh, it's, or early it's fall. Awful. I think it's universally agreed upon. It's awful. But there's a, there's a race. I've never known anybody who gets excited. Oh, good Christmas stuff. But if you're a purveyor of glowing reindeer, you don't want to get nipped, you know, right. by a glowing red nose, as it were, mm-hmm. by somebody across town who's selling glowing reindeer. Right. You know, you're j- about to trot them out, and you find out they got a big sale going on over at the, the whatever. I just, I uh, part of my, uh, I, I always hate Christmas coming too early, but I like, I love Christmas. I just don't want to uh, be, you know, I don't want to have it in my face in se- September. Um. So happy holidays, Jack. Um. <laughs> But I think this might be year that the whole the whole Santa Claus thing blows up. I just I just have that sense. Mm. You're gonna kill Santa Claus. That's horrible. <laughs> well, the kids are gonna kill Santa Claus, uh, uh, metaphorically oof. speaking. And just uh, sounds like uh, a terrible horror movie. <laughs> I mean, you want this to happen. You don't want your. Th- Let's get him. <laughs> you don't want your twenty three year old to be excited about Santa Claus coming down the chimney. <laughs> that would be bad. Right. That w- that would be uncomfortable. Yes. But the years of, of uh, magic and wonder are fantastic. And I just, you know, I don't want to give it up, but what are you going to do? Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? I'm doing very well, and I continue to be, uh, I don't know if it's me, I never notice a retail store's design motif. I don't know, like, when they change out whatever's on the end caps to, eh, it has I, zero effect on I only it. do if it's in my way of what I'm buying. Right, if I'm right. reaching for something I want and there's something Christmassy or Halloween-y <laughs> there, then, oh, well, right, Halloween. <laughs> but no, I don't notice how they decorate. It's a tip for retailers. If you hope to win Jack's hard-earned dollars, you've got to physically put something in his way. <laughs> yes. Like, shove it in his face. Look! But I got another hey. thorn in my craw today, and that's uh, yesterday we learned that the Save by the Bell is possibly getting some sort of reboot. I later learned that this is part of the pitch for NBC's standalone streaming service because everybody's got to have their standalone streaming service. They're going to lure people in with a <laughs> reboot of Save by the Bell. They're trying. That's wow. not. What that's... is this? The olden days. <sighs> and I made the offhanded remark that if they make Zach Morris the principal, I'm I'm just going to fight things. <laughs> Well, the new straight-to-series comedy explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools. (laughs) Good theme. 
I'm just going to swing my arms around, and anything that gets into contact with them, that's on that thing. Oh, boy, that's a good premise right there. The governor. It's a new, darker take on Saved by the Bell. It's like the latter years of Happy Days when Fonzie was a high school teacher. There is nothing about the Zach Morris character that leads me to believe that there is any inkling that he would pursue a career in politics. Let alone become governor. (laughs) There is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am feeling very good today because we are celebrating... It is not Jimmy Buffett's birthday, net worth close to $700 million, by the way. Wow. It is National Cheeseburger Day. No, it's not. And restaurants around the country. Are you invested in calendars? (laughs) Restaurants around the country will be celebrating with discounts. Well, I had a cheeseburger yesterday. Do I have another one today to celebrate? Of course I do. Of course. I just have a better one today. It's great American food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. I will. I will engage it. I should pick a really good place. One of those places I haven't been to yet that you make all those lists of uh, best cheeseburger. Mm. I got some. Uh, I got some recommendations for you. If yeah, you're looking and for indulge it. that. That's always. That's I, always worthwhile. I used to enjoy cheeseburgers, an incredibly tasty treat, but I've become uh, disillusioned by the the duplicity, the deception involved in it. You go to the cow. You say, "Hey, cow, uh, could I have a little bit of milk?" Cow says, "Why?" You say, uh, I'm going to make some cheese. Cow says, yeah, all right. Gives you some milk. So you make some cheese. Then you murder the cow! (laughs) The cow that just gave you cheese! It's terrible! Terrible! (laughs) But I gave you cheese. That's a little too dark. Right? No kidding. At two, Joe. Wow. I feel like the cow is saying to me. That's rough. Mm. Uh, Shakespearean red cow there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On Wednesday, September 18th, the year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. They go to the heart of the president's conduct we are investigating. Mr. Chairman, I have a motion. Not not only. You will wait for your motion until I finish this. Point of order, then. Not not only. Point of order has got to be recognized. Not in the middle. Yes, it does. The motion is to, since the chairman is not following the House rules, I move to adjourn. Motion is to adjourn. <laughs> was, that that, was that at the beginning? That yeah. was within the first 30 minutes. Wow, so somebody motioned, well, that was Collins, the, uh, the head for the Republican. He motioned to adjourn within minutes of the thing starting, which I always really? love. I'm always a fan of that. They could have done America a favor oh, yeah, by that, doing it. That would have been a good idea, because the whole thing is just crazy. Right. But, um... That's fantastic. I like how none of them really know the rules. That's what we've learned in the last couple <laughs> oh, of years. Yeah, right. And I wouldn't either. You elect me, Congress, I don't know the rules, and I'm probably not going to study study them. Right. They give you like a little booklet you're supposed to read, but nobody does. Yeah. And they regularly say, you can't do that. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Well, does anybody know what we can and can't do? <laughs> I don't think we're supposed No, no, I don't care what you think. I'm asking, does anybody still have that little booklet? <laughs> Everybody sits there looking at each other. Oh, boy. Uh, what, are, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, plans for U.S. response to the major Saudi oil facility ramping up fast. We're going to have the latest on that. Corey and the Dems face off at that contentious hearing, and new poll numbers are out. And, boy, I tell you, the Democratic presidential primary race is shaking out fast. Oh, yeah, I hope so. It's not shaking out really fast. Uh, I wouldn't say it's happening fast. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's great. Uh, uh, some, some fine wit and, and probing questions. 
And we've got a congressman who was involved in the hearings yesterday. We'll ask him what he thought of that monumental historic day. Yes. Are we just going to make up rules as we go along? Is that- Apparently we are. <laughs> uh, stay with us. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the president just tweeted about uh, stronger sanctions on Iran. Marshall will have that in his news coming up. I don't know what the details are, but they're already sanctioned to, uh, well, to the point of bombing Saudi Arabia. Right. <clears throat> I'm not blaming it on Trump's sanctions, as some people in the media are. Well, this is what happens when you do, you know, well, you got to do something. Well, yeah. Um, One thing leading to another is not necessarily blamed. Depends on your point of view. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll have that in the news coming up. Plus the mostly lowlights in terms of uh, uh, what's good for America. Highlights in terms of what's entertaining from the uh, the ridiculous impeachment proceedings in the House yesterday. Want to order that? Um, have you seen the Swalwell Corey Lewandowski matchup? It's worth watching all several oh minutes of it because oh. it's really an indication of where we are with politics in this country now. Yes, and in case you missed it, not good is where we are. Not good. Yeah. Mailbag. This is good. Your freedom loving quote of the day, which is a, a quote from a, a critical U.S. Supreme Court decision, West Virginia versus Barnett, which we will be discussing later on. Here is your freedom-loving quote of the day. Those who begin coercive elimination of dissent soon find themselves exterminating dissenters. Compulsory unification of opinion achieves only the unanimity of the graveyard. Keep that in mind as the woke social justice warriors tell you that your opinion is, is hate speech. So Ends who said that? With the unanimity of the graveyard. It's a Supreme Court decision. Oh. I, I actually, I'd have to dig into right. who wrote it, but um, yeah. Anyway. That's a heck of a thing to put in a Supreme Court decision. Yeah, absolutely. That's exciting stuff. Be a First Amendment ex- extremist. Uh, speaking of uh, words and uttering them, Dirk the German writes, Joe seems not to like the term homophobia. Um, I, I don't like it because it has nothing to do with the irrational fear of something like a phobia. Um, and you're a racist, then you ought to be a homosexualist or whatever. Uh, I don't like the term either, writes Dirk's the German. It should be homosexualophobia. Homophobia would actually be the fear of having the fear. Same. I'm sorry, I ruined it. Homophobia would actually be the fear of having the same fear as somebody else. Actually, Dirk, that would be homo homophobia homophobia homo homophobia homophobia would be the fear of things that are the same wouldn't it i don't know uh-huh. sounds about right i'm here to tell you let's see speaking of words again jt livermore writes uh joe politainment really really Say, I love a good portmanteau as much as the next guy, writes JT. But at some <laughs> point, the excessive use of made-up words is the sign of a cry for help. <laughs> I was trying to describe our current politics and how it melds with entertainment, and I said politainment. What's a portmanteau? Portmanteau. Portmanteau. It is a large trunk or suitcase. 
typically made of stiff leather and opening into two equal parts. And, and some or people use a word blending the sounds and combining the meanings of two others. Right. Okay. Remember, Joe, the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. Of course, IBM famously said that every problem is an opportunity. So perhaps I should just say the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem-tunity. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifariously yours, JT. If I ever Push use Manto. that word, I'm going to use it as the trunk with two equal sides. <laughs> Push <Manto. laughs> Thank you, darling. JT, well done. Worked in... Uh, Horrifarious. Maybe the, we can turn this suitcase into a portmanteau by putting a dividing line in it. I'll say to my wife. What? Why? Yes, that's exactly what it okay. means. All right, fine. I've obviously lost control of the proceedings here. Point of order. Move to adjourn. Point of order. Let's see. Saw this sweet bum junkie set up in a park in Oakland, right across the street from the hospital I go to. It looks fancier than the setup I have when I take my family camping. The picture is a little too small for you to look at, Jack, but indeed, it is a really nice camping setup. I've seen a few of those. Yeah, because yeah, now we just permit camping anywhere. People permanently camp on public ground and poop and interfere with businesses and ruin parks for kids, the rest of it, because we lack the guts to enforce the law. We've all society. seen we have all seen the bummy tarp garbage thing, but I right. have seen a few of the looks like you went to a sporting goods store and bought a tent thing. Yeah, and a grill in this case. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. I got to have compassion. Okay. Polls and breaking news from Trump's Twitter feed next. <laughs> Congressman Tom McClintock coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to talk to him because he was involved in that Corey Lewandowski hearing yesterday, whatever that was. I'm not even exactly sure what we're doing. It was an impeachment inquiry. Uh, News now with Marsha Phillips. Al dealing with Iran, President Trump just tweeting, I have just instructed the Secretary of the Treasury to substantially increase sanctions on the country of Iran. Substantially increase. Substantially. We're barely letting them eat as it is. Point of parliamentary inquiry. Um, in the past. No, wait. You can't do that. But yes, I can. You can't do a point of not during the news. Are we just going to make up rules now? Oh, Mr. Chairman, order, you know the rules. Mr. Chairman, <laughs> move to adjourn. <laughs> I like that. Yes. See, I would be on board yes, with that please. every time. <laughs> I agree. I would be a guaranteed rubber stamp yes vote on every move to adjourn. Gentleman is not oh, recognized. Boy. Yeah, too bad. Meanwhile, in, actual actual question. In in the past, when how would we have known that the president did this before the Twitter era? Would it have been a, like a press conference in the typical kind of press room? Or, yeah, sort or of they hearing? put out a news release. Just yeah. a press yeah. release sort yeah. of thing. Hello, okay. yeah. Marshall, that's your breaking news. Please, my breaking news makes your breaking news look like the outbreak of the Civil War. Wow. Embarrassing. You have more recent breaking news. Yes. Trump announces new national security advisor. Yes. Robert C. O'Brien. I yes. thought so. Bob I thought that was probably going to yep. be it, right. Yep. The current special presidential envoy for hostage affairs at the State Department. Is there a picture of him? Because Bob O'Brien sounds like a made-up name. Uh, yeah, Bob O'Brien. That's yeah. who it's going to be. Yeah, he's a good man. Everybody likes him. <laughs> Civil so you War. Bob O'Brien baseball player? I have no uh, picture. That's fine. Meanwhile, the Saudis say they will show what they're calling material evidence today linking Iran to last weekend's attack on their oil facilities. I kind of think it's interesting that we still do that, and I wonder how long we'll still do that when you uh, try to prove something along these lines before you take action. 
in a world where nobody believes anything and you can fake up anything, video, pictures, whatever. Right. Um, what's the point? I mean, you hope when the United States does it that you believe it, but Saudi Arabia presenting some pictures of something? I yeah, mean, I, I wish believe... old uh, Adnan Khashoggi was around to report on those uh, pictures. There's believe... crown prince. I believe Iran attacked Saudi Arabia's oil facilities, but Saudi Arabia showing me pictures is not the reason that I would believe it. Right. President Trump's 2016 campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, had a contentious appearance before the Democratic-led House Judiciary Committee as it held what it's calling its first impeachment hearing. Now, Republicans like Representative Matt Gates asking, was it really an impeachment hearing? Pointing out the Democrats have been all over the place about what they were doing. Some saying it was, some saying it wasn't, even the committee chair, Jerry Nadler, contradicting himself. Gates adding, This process has been about as clear as Joe Biden's last answer to race relations that involved turning on the record player. We don't know where we are or what we're doing. Now, Mr. Lewandowski, I am not allowed by House rules to impugn the motives of my colleagues or to speculate as to what might be animating this bizarre circumstance. But those rules don't apply to you. So, Mr. Lewandowski, do you have a thought as to why we continue to engage in a charade that is overwhelmingly opposed by the American people and fundamentally misunderstood by my Democrat colleagues? You know, Congressman, I think they hate this president more than they love their country. Not one left to mark. I um, I like uh, I like how everybody knows if you come up with a clever line, and that was a good line that you can uh, make it into the news cycle. Mm-hmm. I also like the angle. I've, I'm I'm not allowed to say mean things about my uh, colleagues, but you can. Would you like to say something mean? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hilarious. Democratic presidential hopefuls Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren are moving on up, gaining more support in a new NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. The survey is showing. Biden's still in the lead with 31% support. He's gained five uh, points since July. Senator Warren also got a big boost, jumping six points from 19% to 25%. You got Bernie Sanders barely moving the needle at all since July with 14% support. He's got a solid around 14, 15, 16%. He's been there since forever. And I don't think he's going to budge from that spot. I wonder at what point the conversation really gets heavy on the why doesn't bernie get out although uh, sean hit me with some numbers the other day i'll have to i'll have to dig these back up again there's been this assumption that elizabeth warren's voters would go to bernie or bernie's voters would go to elizabeth warren well they did polling on that and that's not the way it's going to turn out is that just stubborn snowflakes refusing i will not change i will not change it was based off of secondary it was ranked choice polling so it was based on whoever their second choice was intriguing it's it's not as clear-cut as you would think anyway Uh To me, the headline is, is Biden continues to be in the 30s. Right. And uh, and the, and and that it's a three-person race. Because everybody else is in the single digits and got no chance. Meanwhile, Jimmy Carter. Former President Jimmy Carter. Is the only Canadian. person that's ever come from 5% or below this late in the game. Although elections were way different back then. The election didn't start this early. Anyway, back to Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is <laughs> suggesting that some of the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates may be too old. I hope it's an age limit. <laughs> you know, if I were just 80 years old, <laughs> if I was 50 years younger, I don't believe I could undertake the duties that I experienced when I was president. 
Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I remember um, uh, Gates, Secretary Gates. You yeah. know, he's he's older now, and he ran the CIA and the uh, and the, the, the Department of Defense. And he said, "I couldn't do that now." He's in, he's at the same age as is uh, as, as Biden and, right. and and Bernie. He said, uh-huh. "I don't have the energy for that now. I don't have the ability to focus like I used to." He said, "I'm not going to say who should and should get out, but I know I couldn't do it now." That's 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 something. Yeah, Older people, not young people, like Sean or whoever, saying, "What is with these old people?" Older people saying, "Look, I don't think I should be doing something like this now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends entirely on the individual, but well, but that's why it's so important that the Joe Biden is a senile old coot narrative is moving more <laughs> and more out into the open. But I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Uh, well, uh, uh, senile and combative. Speaking of that, <laughs> speaking yeah. of that story, who who dug that up? Who is going through everything Joe Biden has ever said to try to find stuff that makes him look crazy? Could be Trump's people, but I think it's more likely Elizabeth Warren's people or Kamala Harris's people yeah, are going through everything he's ever said to try to come up with something that makes him look nutty. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. He had a first row seat, metaphorically. I think he may have been in the second row. It doesn't matter. Tom McClintock, congressman, there at the Corey Lewandowski hearing. The beginning of the impeachment process. Whatever that is. And I hope you enjoyed the beginning because there won't be any middle or end. Hmm. Man, what a exercise and ridiculousness that was. I watched McClintock's questioning of Lewandowski. Anyway, we'll talk to Tom next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. hearing room has been completely unacceptable and it is part of a pattern by a white house desperate for the american people not to hear the truth i've been asked several times today whether the committee will hold you in contempt that is certainly under consideration but there's a far more troubling level of contempt on display here today and that is president trump's role in your refusal to answer questions so the guy running the hearing yesterday representative nadler there uh talking about holding uh cory lewandowski in contempt that was the guy being grilled all day long cory and uh he was he was pretty snarky with his answers all day long no doubt about it although i don't understand what's going on so i don't i'm not exactly sure what he's required to do Right. Well, let's get into that question and others with Congressman Tom McClintock, represents the 4th District of California. Tom has often been described as the gold standard for fiscal conservatism in Congress. This time around, though, he's sitting on the Judiciary Committee. Tom, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. So uh, what would be your brief recap of the Corey Lewandowski grilling yesterday as the impeachment investigation began? Well, I'm tempted to compare it to a circus, but that would be grossly unfair to circuses. Um, I, I think the Democrats are desperate. You know, for, for three years now, they've been selling this Russian collusion narrative for three years. It's been unraveling. Uh, Mueller and his his team of, of partisans that had $30 million, all of the coercive powers of the government, 22 months could find no evidence of it. 
So now they're trying to show that there was a cover-up. But the problem is, how can you cover up a crime that never happened? But that's what they're trying to, to, to show. I thought your question to Corey Lewandowski, it might have been your first one, was pretty apt in in which you said, all right, so the main accusation here is that the, the president wrote a note to Jeff Sessions saying, I want you to say I'm being treated unfairly and I didn't do anything wrong, when that was the conclusion of the Mueller report. Well, and, 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 and again, he didn't say shut down the investigation. He said, uh, basically, I want you to go to Jeff Sessions. I have a press conference. Tell him, look, I, I, I was the chairman of the committee. I know firsthand there was no collusion. The president's being treated unfairly, which he was. And that is the pretext that they are claiming to nullify the entire 2016 presidential election. Here's the dangerous thing about that. You know, whenever there is an election, by definition, somebody's going to go away disappointed. There's no way around that. In every election, somebody goes away disappointed. Democracy, though, uh, is, is, it requires that both sides accept the results and, and you know, go ahead to the next election. That hasn't happened this time, and that can be absolutely fatal to a democracy because our entire system is predicated on, on both sides of, of uh, recognizing the, the will of the majority. And, and President Trump won an overwhelming majority in the Electoral College. I don't know what percentage of people are following this stuff. I mean, my, my sense would be that it's pretty low, actually. How many of these are you going to have? Do you know what the schedule is? How many people are you uh, you all going to drag up there and uh, scream at for, for a whole day? I, I, I think the Democrats are, are playing it by ear right now, but I think they've got a huge problem. It's becoming increasingly clear that this whole Russian narrative began with several high-ranking Obama officials in the intelligence and justice agencies. They, they took a dossier that was paid for by the Clinton campaign that they knew was false, they uh, fed disinformation to George Papadopoulos through Joseph Mifsud, who was not a Russian intelligence agent. He was a Western intelligence agent who had a long history with the CIA. And then they used that information that they knew was false to start an investigation on Russian collusion so that they could then leak the existence of that investigation to the press in order to influence the 2016 election. And when they failed to influence the election, this became the insurance policy that Peter Strzok boasted about in one of his emails that they've been using to undermine the presidency and nullify the election. And and I am a lot more concerned about our government using the most terrifying powers that, that we give it in order to interfere in our own election. So I think Gerald Nadler, the chairman, has a plan to like bring up all the people that were involved in this sort of thing and do it clear on through the election. And I think he's hoping for a drumbeat of what looks like impeachment. But the inspector general report comes out late this month or early next month, and that could really you know blow up his plan if there's some really damning stuff about how this whole thing started. Getting back to the Steele report that you just mentioned, well, that, that's that's the other shoe that's about to fall, and it's not just the inspector general. The inspector general is limited to corruption in the uh, Department of Justice, but you've got a U.S. attorney's investigation going on right now that will go into the misuse of the intelligence agencies, and I think we're going to learn a lot more about collusion and government interference in our elections when the uh, inspector general report on FISA abuse is released, when the U.S. attorney's investigation proceeds. Uh, and um, uh, I think that that is, 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 is going to mark, I hope, a turning point in this because we give the, 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 these agencies the most terrifying powers that, 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 that we have, the power to ruin your life, the, the power to, 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 to throw you in jail, uh, to to uh, launch pre-dawn SWAT raids on your house, to spy on you, to threaten your family members. 
Uh, if these power and, and we give them these powers, trusting that they will be used to protect us. And instead, it appears those powers were turned against us, were turned against our elections process, and were turned against our Constitution and our institutions. And if that's what was going on, uh, uh, that is a seminal moment in the life of this republic, and we had better get on top of it and be darn sure that it never happens again, because that is a direct threat to our institutions as a nation. I'm talking to Congressman Tom McClintock about the, the hearings into um, you know, the, the Russian conspiracy hoax and the rest of it, but getting back to the uh, IG report and the uh, U.S. Attorney's uh, report that you're talking about. Now, the U.S. Attorney one, that would exist outside of Congress, right? Wouldn't that go oh, yes. to the criminal justice system? Yes. Because that, that, I have no faith in Congress, frankly, to... To do the right thing, it's so entirely partisan at this point. No, and 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 the U.S. Attorney's uh, investigation is is strictly into criminal wrongdoing. So um, uh, I think a lot is going to come out of that uh, of that investigation. But the Inspector General's already made criminal referrals uh, against Comey and against McCabe. Uh, the Department of Justice then makes the decision on whether to actually prosecute. They decided not to prosecute Comey, uh, but uh, it does sound like they're about to seek an indictment against McCabe. Did you hear anything? Did you hear anything in the hearing yesterday that uh, surprised you? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it, it basically, it's a rehash of what's already in the Mueller report that found absolutely no uh, collusion. The, 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 the interesting thing was trying to use the president saying, hey, tell Jeff Sessions to call a press conference and say we're being treated unfairly. I was the committee chairman. I know what was going on. There was no collusion. Uh, that's not impeachable. That's not obstruction of justice. Uh, uh, th- th- that is silly. And, and yet that's what they're hanging, at least in this first hearing, that's what they're hanging their entire argument on. Congressman, Tom McClintock, 4th District of California. Tom, we appreciate the time very much. Back to work, huh? Thank you, sir. All right. Talk soon. Ah, If I were going to give it a title, yesterday's hearing, it would be reading sections of the Mueller report in an angry tone of voice. Yeah, well, I watched chunks of it and I found it very entertaining. I uh, uh, the other part of me worries about getting sucked into something that's just not really anything important. Right, right. That will disappear in history and nobody will ever even remember it happened. Oh, that's almost entirely certain. It is a major plank of the electoral strategy right now, though. Yeah, I don't from the left. I wonder how many people are actually paying attention, though. Oh, it's it's going nowhere. Listen seriously, taking off my partisan hat and putting on my analyst hat. No, there just there was no steam. They kept trying to get it going. The idea of obstruction and trying to end the investigation and the rest of it, and it's just it's all there in the Mueller report couple of things I want to talk about later. Uh, USA Today, their front page story today. Williams, millions, Williams, millions of women's first sex was forced, which is a troubling headline. Then you get a little further down and says was forced or coerced in the first paragraph. Big difference between forced and coerced. And what do you mean by coerced? You mean define our terms. You mean me trying to convince you to have sex with me? As best I can. And like yes. asking more than once? Yes, pretty much every time I've ever had sex. So we'll have to get into the terms and how they're defined on that. Yeah, Because forced is horrifying. And as I've said before, I think it should be the death penalty for rapists. So I, you know, I, but uh, some more on that later. And also, front page USA Today, I like, uh, bringing me this issue. They've changed the dictionary for the whole pronoun thing. Uh, to make it easier easier for all of us, since the, the pronoun game has gotten very, very complicated, as are you uh, 
he, she, them, we. Does we does we refer to one person sometimes? They? They refer to one person since Z? you're trying to be gender um, uh, neutral. So, yes, they have changed that, and we'll, we'll bring you up to speed so you can speak correctly. Excellent. Please do not use gendered language well, to, we, to address everyone. We have to. God, and speaking of the gender and the various things that didn't used to happen, I was watching some of the... A roast of Alec Baldwin on Comedy Central. Mm. I don't know how many of you have seen clips of that, but the Caitlyn Jenner stuff, it's all... Th- those roasts, I don't get them. I don't get why anybody would volunteer to go up there and have people say really, really awful things about you. I don't know who would volunteer for that. But anyway, the Caitlyn Jenner, her stand-up routine, and then the jokes that they made about her. Oh, my God. Wow. You can't get more politically incorrect than that. I can't even reference them on the air. Really? Oh, absolutely not. Wow. But they're willing to say any of the things you and your buddies might say and be considered, you know, transphobic right. and an evil person. They, that, they said on stage on Comedy Central. Well, right. Those roasts are popular. They're right there on the TV. And then everybody watches them online by the millions. But if anybody else says that, it's not okay, and you lose your career? Alec Baldwin's daughter, who he famously screamed at uh, many years ago, she Rude was up there. little pig. She said, Dad, it's it's me, Haley. You should recognize me. You were at half my birthday parties. <laughs> I mean, who wants that? Who sits there for Made that? Made me laugh. <laughs> not a joke. I don't think you would laugh if you were the dad in question. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot of stuff on the way. I hope you can stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.